Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. today with Jerry Kramer with the Manhattan Elite Prep, which helps applicants, students get into the top schools um, and have bright futures. But unfortunately, Jerry, and I know you got a lot of skin in the game here, a lot of kids, a lot of grandkids, a lot of students over the years. I keep hearing, I keep hearing from friends, um, guidance counselors, kids are so nonchalant these days about getting into college. They don't even know when the SAT is. They just there's just this pervasive eh about their future. Would you agree? Yeah, in actual fact, I would. I mean that that couples with the whole, um, if you will, uh, diminution of the uh, education system in this country. There is a uh, a uh, uh, to me anyway a real um, walk away from responsibility and meritocracy and hard work and study just to basically, you know, get where you need to go. Um, I don't know what it is, but, you know, many of my students that basically their parents, um, um, you know, hey, Jerry, you know, I'm gonna, I want you to come and tutor them in these subjects as far as that goes, you know, because I do a lot of, during the, the, the COVID, I tutored high school students in a whole range of subjects, everything from English to history to economics, math through, you know, algebra two and everything else and whatnot. And sometimes it was, you know, hard to basically get the students, you know, and basically have a real, um, how should I say, sense of urgency and and responsibility in terms of doing what they basically had to do. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting as far as that goes. I also help kids watch, you know, the children, Children, students actually, uh, with their college essays, okay, um, and in terms of their applications, as far as that goes, and it's amazing in terms of you know well, ah, what do I write? You know, I just write something that 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 basically you know I think they want to hear, as opposed to writing something that's really truly um, so intros- in- introspective. I, I think as parents and um, you know even as 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 students, it's so easy to blame the pandemic. Well, they lost two years of formal education, you know, that that traditional, you know, in, in class learning, it was interrupted. But I, we can't blame the what did you call it? The diminution of our education system on the pandemic? Well, or can we? I think what the pandemic did, if you will, is bring out a lot of what's wrong with teaching. Okay. For example, I mean, this whole thing with uh, with, uh, um, you know, uh, CRT being taught and, and, and all sorts of subjects that the parents didn't know about. And all of a sudden you're online with COVID and the parents are what wow, that being taught this stuff as far as that's concerned. So the reality is, is that we have a revolt going on with respect to parental guidance in terms of what should be taught at the schools. But the truth of the matter is, is that that's been going on for a long time in terms of the indoctrination 
and the dumbing down as far as that's concerned. For example, if you look at GPA averages, and I do this sort of as a sort of, you know, just to get in tune with what's going on, GPA, the general you know, point average of, of, of high school students in this country has been steadily declining, okay, for the last 30 years, okay? Why is that the case? Is that basically, you know, I'm sorry, GPA, I'm not declining, has been steadily increasing. Okay, it's been steadily going up. Okay, is that because the students' education has basically been better? No, it's basically because teachers are inflating grades simply because of the fact that they don't want to get bad reviews as teachers, as far as that goes. Okay, and you even had some schools, you know, the graduation rate in high school in this country is about 85% on average across the board. But the reality is, is that there are some school districts where the graduation rate was way below 85 percent. So what did they do? They basically doctored, you know, the uh, the uh, the results of tests and everything else to basically come up to the standard of 85 percent. And as a matter of fact, because the low end doctored the standard, the entire average rose to 93 percent. OK, so everybody says, wait a minute, eight percentage point change. What, what, how did that happen? Well, the reality of how it happened was basically because the teachers themselves doctored the results of tests and everything else to basically make it so that the score points would basically be higher. So GPAs are way higher than they basically used to be as far as that's concerned, so- mainly because of grade inflation. And now what they want to do is basically do away with the SATs in many schools. So all you're left with is GPAs and extracurricular activities as the factors to basically get into colleges as far as that goes. So if you're so, a parent right now, what do, you, what do you tell your what do you tell your teenager? Because the teenager probably doesn't care about the SAT. The school might not care. It might be a test optional or like in California, a test blind school where the SAT might not make importance. Your kid doesn't care. You care. Uh, you know, how do you get them into the best school they can? Well, I mean, the reality of that is, is that, you know, and, and he's, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of at odds with this because the reality is I'm not sure anymore whether a college education is still worth it, okay? We have a thing in this country where you have to go to college, you have to go to college. Where the reality is, okay, the cost of going to college, the education you're getting at colleges has been dumbed down also. I mean, the, the compulsory courses that you had to take are basically gone. So you can walk into a school and you can basically get you know, a, a, a good, you know, grade as far as that's by taking classes that are so easy that it's just mm-hmm. non, you know, it's, 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 there's nothing to it as far as that businesses are basically, you know, simply saying people coming out of college these days are simply not qualified in just standard writing texts as far as that's concerned. Okay. I mean, if you look at the GMAT, the GMAT is the test to get into business school taken after five years of basically getting out of college. The GMAT scores on the verbal part are 10 points lower than the math part, okay? Hmm. And so effectively, it is perpetuated, you know, throughout your sort of careers. So what do you tell kids? You tell kids, look, you know, if you if you really want to achieve something, yes, you need to basically focus on academics, but you need to focus on academics in a sense of things that will help you with respect to your jobs, if you will. And that's another thing that my, one of my pet peeves is that colleges are not preparing any, the colleges really don't care about the students. Now that may be a sort of, you know, bold statement, but they really don't. Okay. None of them? I'm sorry? None of them? 
Well, I should. Well, let me see. There are a few of them that do, as far as that goes, and as and, and I think we talked about this at one time. The real the reality is that most schools, most colleges, okay, uh, effectively have not boned up or honed up their education quality of their education. You know, in the last fifty years. Okay, what do I mean by that? I mean basically. Have they hired more professors? Have they basically expanded, you know, the detail of the classes that they're offering? No. The reality is all the money that you pay for tuition is going into basically infrastructure and and and, and, and administrators yeah. and professors' salaries. The football okay. program. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The football program. Yeah, well, yeah, that too, sports and everything is concerned. But the reality is, is that you can go to college today and you can basically take classes and coast. Like, for example, you know what STEM is, right? STEM is, you know, science, technology, engineering and math. And the STEM subjects are basically the subjects that will be paying you the most. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you basically get a college degree. Okay, so there's avenues of science, there's avenues in technology and computers, engineering engineering, mathematics, all of that stuff will basically get you into a good field so you can earn enough money as far as that's concerned to basically have a good life as far as that goes. I, I think that's but what parents want to hear. And that, and that's what we're hearing. I just got a phone with the guidance counselor and she said, I am hearing from students almost entirely. I thought maybe they'd be wanting to go to different schools because some states are more open COVID speaking in terms of restrictions than others. And she said, no, it's all about, is this school worth it? We're going to have more momming today right after this. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We're back on We're Momming today with Jerry Kramer. Uh, Jerry, as an educator, um, what, what would you tell parents that they should be doing to make their kid really care and do the best that they can? Well, as you know, I mean, parents themselves have to be most parents really don't know. There's a lot of parents who never went to college. Those who went to college can basically, you know, sort of inculcate in their students, in their in their in their, in their um, um, uh, child, you know, the importance of going to college and what's important about going to college. But all aspects of college that used to be important, like, for example, you used to go to go to college. One of the main things of going to college was basically to understand critical reasoning, okay? And effectively, and socializing and having different viewpoints and different opinions as far as that's concerned, and being able to analyze it as far as that's concerned, besides the fact of taking really good, hard subjects that had a, you know, remuneration point beyond, you know, the college as far as that goes in terms of earning a good living. But the reality is they don't teach that in colleges anymore, okay? It's basically the, the most of the schools are diploma mills, Okay, you know, get them in, give them a degree and get them out. There's no accountability in terms of anyone, you know, basically, did this degree get you a job? You can't get your money back as far as that's concerned. That's unheard of. You know, and we talked about this, too, that even as far as COVID, where there were no teaching or oil was online, there was no refunds. Okay, you didn't get any refund. You paid your tuition. That was your tuition online or not as far as that's concerned. Okay, so the reality of, of it is. What I would tell, you know, and, and in terms of, you know, what I tell the, some of the, uh, the the parents as far as that's concerned, look, you've got to basically talk to your child about what they want to do, okay? 
going to college is hugely expensive. Okay. And if you don't come out of college with something that is useful with respect to compensation, then there's no reason for me to pay for you to go to college. There's no reason for us to take out all of these loans. Okay. Which you basically will have for the next 20 years if you're not going to basically get something out of it as far as that's concerned. Should children, right? should students take the SAT, Jerry? Oh, I think that they should take the SAT, okay? Regardless, it's, even it, if they're going, I want to go to that school and, uh, you know, Harvard doesn't require it anymore. I know, fine. But the things, you know, Harvard, <laughs> anybody who's going to apply to Harvard in certain respects doesn't need the SAT. Really? Okay. Well, think about it, okay? I mean, if you're going to apply to Harvard, what are the standards of Harvard in terms of, you know, your 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 level in the percentile. You've got to be in the top ten percent of the country as far as academics is concerned, right? Okay. I, I, but how do how do you prove that? I'm all, because well, you, all, you just said basic. grades were inflated. You know, everyone's the good students are all doing well. They're getting all these. Yeah, great, but that's that's grades. that's true on an average basis across the country as far as that's concerned. But what I'm saying to you is, if you look at, for example, people want to go to Harvard. I mean, they're going to go to Harvard, but Harvard's going to analyze their GPA. They're not going to basically just take, oh, you got an average GPA. What classes did you take in order to get that GPA? Ah, okay. So you want to take hard classes in high school. Exactly right. A GPA of only STEM classes of five or 4.5 rather, okay, which is mean you all took all of those advanced placement classes and you got a 4.5. Okay, we know that you're capable. But if you have an average of 4.5 and all you took were humanities courses, Harvard's going to look at you and say, well, wait a minute. You know, I mean, there's a difference here between the students. And the what's wrong with humanities, Jerry? There's nothing wrong with humanities <laughs> as a as a side thing to learn. But it basically has, you know, and this might be sort of cynical, but it basically unless you're going to go into human resources, as far as that's concerned. But basically it has no compensation. You know, I mean, if you look at just well, just look. We can't get a whole range of different things here. But, for example, one of the reasons I, they, they, they cite studies that women are paid less than men, which actually statistically is true if you add up all jobs, everything as far as that women come out. But the thing is, the reason for that is that women take other avenues with respect to their jobs. OK, women, on average, do not go into the STEM you know, um, um, cycles as far as that. They do not go into computers. They do not go into basically medicine. They do not do not do not go into you know technology as far as that's concerned. Now that's changing as far as that, but still the case. So the reality is, is that you know there are reasons why there are differentiations. And Harvard, if you're going to go to Harvard, Harvard is not going to basically just say, ah, oh, he's got a 4.5 GPA. What a great student as far as that's concerned. The problem with the SAT and why. It doesn't matter as far as Harvard is concerned, is the SAT doesn't distinguish. You know, you get a score on the SAT. I've known students that were really great students. I had one student I remember so vividly. She was a uh, concert level pianist. She was an A level tennis player. Okay. She had a grade point average of 4.3. Okay. But she could not take a standardized test to save her life. Okay. She would take the test and she took the SAT four times. She could not get more than a mean score because basically she would just go into the test and just, you know, sort of, you know, get all sorts of crazy with respect to it and not really do well. She'd run out of time, everything as far as that's concerned. And there are things wrong with the SAT. 
Okay. So for example, I can, I can tutor someone, the SAT and raise their, if they've never taken the SAT before they walk in and take the SAT. If I tutor them, I can raise their average about 75 to hundred points. Not because I teach the subject. If you don't know the subject matter, you're not going to basically do well. But having said that, managing the test, there are things you can do to manage the test to get your odds up so that you will basically get an answer right as opposed to getting it wrong. And if you don't know how to take that test and manage that test, then effectively you're not going to score as well as you could. So that's one of the things. The other thing is supposedly the SAT is a, you know, if it's it, it, again, on a uh, sort of uh, um, discrimination basis, you know, if you're rich and white, you get higher scores on average. Is well, that yeah, true? That's absolutely true? It is true. That, that's, that's, statistically, that's absolutely true. If you look at the, the demographics of SAT scores. Not okay, Asian? The highest is Asian. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, the highest is Asian. So, But what I'm saying is on an average basis, if you're rich and you're white, you will get a higher score than other minority groups. Okay. I mean, Asians are an entirely different story. Their entire culture is based on education. Okay. I've had Chinese students. I have had Indian students. And I want to tell you, totally, completely different. Okay. In terms of their attitude, in terms of what they do, in terms of their work ethic, and in terms of their parents acting as helicopter parents. I mean, you won't believe what goes on with respect to those students. Sometimes I say, give them some slack, you know, take it easy as far as that goes. But they won't do it. They won't do it because they know what's important. Well, I think so. What, what, you know, what classes should you be encouraging your student to take so their GPA looks stronger for the for the most pristine universities there? Well, I, it just says take hard classes. For example, sciences. Okay, science is always going to be hard. Okay, math. Okay, because math basically is the um, ultimate teacher of logic as far as that's concerned. Okay, take. Technology classes. If you have, if you have any access to science, okay, I've got. You know, yeah, but don't you need to know how to write? Where's the English classes? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I, got, I didn't finish yet. <laughs> <laughs> the E is English, and, not engineering. Well, E is no English. E is in a STEM in a STEM concept. E is engineering. Okay. Okay, but that's a in terms of science. But the other thing, obviously, supporting all that is the ability to read and write as far as that goes. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's, that's one of the issues. I mean, if you look at. So take hard classes, do the best you can do a lot of the extracurricular, take the SAT. It's important. And then consider cost. Well, the thing is, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to consider cost, right? Because basically. That's number one. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it has to be number one because these days a good, I mean, a, a, a college education will cost you. $200,000, $200,000, unless you go to a state school, and there it's going to cost you at least $100,000. Okay? Yeah, there's no cheap way out. There is no cheap way out. Okay, you're absolutely right. There's no cheap way out. And what's happened is that the economics of it have changed so much so that, for example, if you pay $200,000 for an education, and that's also four years of opportunity cost gone where you're not working as far as that, so throw in another 100000 So you've got a $300,000 cost basis, okay? I mean, it used to be... You know, the average was that you could make and get a job and pay yourself, you know, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year as far as that's concerned. After taxes, okay, half of that. All right. So you'd need a job that would pay you a hundred thousand bucks, fifty thousand after that, fifty years of four, forty years of working, you'd make two million dollars 
it was basically very good, very evident that effectively a college education was worth the cost. Okay. But nowadays it's not because the thing is you get out of college and because you don't have the skills, you don't have the representative, you know, abilities to do the jobs that are, that are going to pay the most as far as that's concerned. Like I say, you know, doing a whole degree in humanities, like, you know, black studies and Asian studies and women's studies, you know, is not going to be when you get out of school, unless you're going to be a, a professional protester, as far as that's concerned, it's not going to work as far as that goes. But the reality is, is that now the economics of it, you know, this is, you know, and this is true throughout the country, why students are basically living back with their parents, because they can't, when they, when you, when you pay off your, your, your loans, you're paying off two, three, 400 bucks a month. Yeah. Okay. Well. With respect to the loans. And that can't go away. You can't even declare bankruptcy to get rid of it as far as that goes. Oh, well, they're not, you know, the students haven't paid any of the debt for for the federal debt for two years now with the the current um, uh, freezes. Well, that's that's true. But but all it means is it doesn't go away. And guess what? Yeah. It's still accumulating interest. What, what okay. what's Manhattan elite prep like? I mean, do you get the best of the best that are that are trying to do nah, that? You know, I, it, 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 Manhattan elite just sends me students with potential assignment. For example, I have a student who wants basically GMAT studies, SAT studies. I have a college admissions student. Would you take them on as far as that's concerned? So in reality, they are a, a, a consulting firm, but basically getting into colleges. And then they, what they basically do is they, they, they feed out to the tutors, you know, who are available, you know, to basically help these students as far as that's concerned. OK, mm-hmm. so I get I get an array of students for GMAT and for GRE and for I mean, the LSAT and then also for SAT. But I've also recently been getting a lot of uh, college admission students for essay writing. Okay, kind of thing. All right. So we're doing, you know, basically doing that. But, you know, they're, 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 they're a, um, you know, they're based in Manhattan as far as that goes. They have um, sort of a worldwide, you know, sort of marketing effort as far as that goes. So they get, I've had students that I've been on calls with to Australia, to Europe, to New Zealand. Okay. Just basically trying to, you know, help them out with respect to the process of getting into colleges in the United States, for example, as far as that goes. Is the U.S. But, still yeah. considered, you know, the great place to, to come for an education or have we fallen behind? Uh, well, here's the, issue, here's, yeah. here's the interesting thing. It depends on the studies. The one, the, There's one study that basically has the U.S. as number one. Okay? The number one education system in the country and the U.S. And the number one education system in the world, the U.S. is ranked number one. Okay? But... That is a study done um, by a organization out of uh, one of the universities, I forget. And all they do is send out inquiries around the world. Which which country do you think has the best education system based on, number one, availability, okay? Number two, top colleges. And number three, you know, basically just, you know, thinking about what the reputation is. And the U.S. always comes out to be number one, Okay. Why? Why? Because we have what three thousand universities, mandatory, you know, education as far as students are concerned. Okay, you know, so the reality is that people around the world look at the U.S. and they'd love to. And most countries only have a two or three, two, three or four university system. Okay, you know, the top schools in the country have always, almost always, been open to the elite of that country, as opposed to a broad spectrum of anyone who wants to go to college can go to college like the u.s so we've got a great reputation in that sense however 
having said that, there are other studies which actually are based on tests, okay? And the U.S., for example, although it's ranked number one on a general level, is ranked number nine in the world when it comes to teaching math, okay? It's ranked number 34 in the world when it comes to teaching um, what do you call it, science, and it's ranked number nine or ten, tenth in the, ten, tenth in the world. You know when it, when it basically comes to teaching. I forget what it was. What the other? What the other? What the other area was? Okay, it's number nine in the world for um, for um, uh, number thirty-one in the world for math. I'm sorry. Okay, and number twelve in the world for science. Okay, and um, ninth, 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 ninth in the world for uh, for literacy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the point being that we are not, even though we supposedly have a top education system in the world, we don't rank as high as other countries with respect to the ability to inculcate that in results as far as that's concerned. Okay. So, I mean, look, you've got 3000 universities in this country. I'm not saying, you know, if, if going to college is something that you can afford. Okay. All right. And basically you're going to get something out of it as far as that's concerned, then there's no reason not to go to college, but the other side of it is that the results are, you know, throughout the country are showing, look, we have $1.3 trillion in school debt, right? I mean, it's, you know, student debt, that's not going away, all right? So what that has done to basically the middle class, if you will, in terms of their ability to get married, to buy homes, okay, have children, they can't afford it. If you have to pay off a debt over 20 years, okay, that's as big as a mortgage, all right, a mortgage payment, then that doesn't leave you a lot of other opportunity. So yeah, the other side of that is- It's been a big shift, I know. Well, the other side of that is, look at this. I always say to this, look, and here's something, guess what? Go to, and, I tell, and I've told this to students as far as that's concerned, they're looking at colleges and everything else. I says, here's the thing, go to community college. It's the cheapest, available as far as that's concerned you can take a community college course you know for one-tenth the amount that it might cost you as a regular college course okay community college do that for two years work your butt off do great get great grades as far as that's concerned and then apply to college of your choice for the last two years and here's the interesting thing there is a 50 percent dropout rate in universities in this country 50% never make it through to graduate, okay? 40% flunk out in the first, not flunk out, but drop out in the first year. 50% overall. So if you now have a two year solid community college courses, hard courses, not easy, you know, but hard courses, even in computer, whatever computers, whatever comes down to as far as that goes. And then you apply to one of these schools, your chances of getting into one of these schools as a junior Okay, are astronomically higher than getting in as a freshman. Jerry Kramer, thank you very much. (laughs) Manhattan Elite Prep. I know you can keep going on and on and on, but I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh, what's my word depressed about the state of education and (laughs) my abilities to get my future teenagers into college. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. 
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.